welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Tark. Our normal host is having a little computer difficulties, but he's still with us today, and hopefully he'll be hanging on the whole time. That is Chaz Parada with our uh, peer, James Bitter. How are, you, how are you two doing? Marvelous. I'm afraid to talk. How'd that come out? Very well. Good. We, uh, we tried this already. Jazz went a little robotic for a little bit there. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, if he does, we'll try our best to make it sound better for you guys. Um, but what we were talking about in our first trial run is teams that what's our prediction for teams that will fall out of the playoff picture and a team that's looking up, looking from the outside and will be in by at the end of week 18. So I'll start with you, James. Um, so we, this is our second take and you answered it the first time you said you had the Ravens falling out and the Colts jumping in. And I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, the Ravens are super banged up right now. And Marlon Humphrey is now turning out to, uh, for the rest of the year. I just don't think they can overcome the injuries and the way they're playing right now. Um, a lot of it's on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. And I just don't think he can continue to carry the load the way he has. Um, and then on the other side, I really like the way the Colts are playing. Their schedule sets up super well for them to slide into the wild card, maybe even contend and uh, come back and win the division with the Titans in the lead. Uh, but their style of football plays really well for the playoffs with how physical they are and how well they can run the football. Um, they are a dome team, but I think they can play in any circumstance. And honestly, a game in poor weather condition kind of plays to how they want to play. So I like the way the Colts are playing, and then the Ravens give me some scares. Jazz, team we, team we didn't mention? Uh, in the playoff picture, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, it's probably a, a little hot takey, I think, but um, just kind of the way their schedule sets up. I think it's kind of tough. They've got back-to-back road games um, and a bunch of interdivisional uh, mashups. So I think that could pose some issues down the stretch. Maybe, maybe if it doesn't break their way, nine and seven doesn't necessarily get them in. Um, a team that's in right or that's kind of um, on the outside or on the fringe looking in, uh, I'm going to go. I do agree with the Colts. Um, to be different, I will say. Say it. Say it. Don't make me say it. I was going to say the football team. Austin, they look good, but you know what? They're playing good football right now, and I think they got a lot of favorable spots coming up. So I might have to eat eat a little bit of crow on Ron Rivera. Look, look, three weeks ago, might have been four weeks ago, I received a lot of hate. I was taking shots for calling Washington into the playoffs. I would like to make one more take that I'm just going to receive bullets for. Uh, You know who's sliding into the playoffs? The Miami Dolphins. I was just no, saying, I'm Damn, I whispered that. it. I'm Miami Dolphins, it. they're playing good football. Their defense looks good. Tua looks pretty good. And their schedule's not all that intimidating. Uh, they got the Patriots on the final week of the season. If they can take care of them, they got a tough game against the Saints. They might sneak in there. Uh, are, I, are they a dangerous they might, team? I they don't might know. fuck around and go 10 and 7. Yeah, they might. The <laughs> Patriots coming down that humidity, and maybe they got the division locked up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, so that's uh, that's all for that. Let's uh, we'll quickly we were off a fresh sweep uh, of our best bets, but the reverse order we lost every single best bet last week. <laughs> um, so we're looking forward to changing our ways. But before we get to our best bets, let's hit up anchor, or do we do that after the best bets? Right. Do it after the best bets. All right, then we'll start with James. James is sitting at nine and three for his uh, overall record of best bets, and he had a chose the Thursday night game. So do you want to discuss another game? Um, that's your second like? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get into the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys minus four at the football team. Uh, you guys alluded to it. Washington's playing really well right now, but I think this is a really good uh, sell-high spot on the football team. 
Um, I think Dallas is finally getting really healthy. We saw last week and the prior weeks leading up to that. Uh, a lot of injuries at receiver, coaches missing games, uh, guys missing practice. And now I think this lines up pretty well for them. I think four is a little cheaper. I think if you played this game a few weeks back, we're looking at probably a six-point line. So two points of value probably here. Um, and, oh, sorry. Yeah, the sniffles. Um, Washington, like, they've been impressive, but I don't think scoring 17 against the Raiders and scoring 17 against the Seattle Seahawks, who are just not been playing well, um, it doesn't quite do it for me. Like, I think they're playing well, but I think the Cowboys are step up in competition here. Um, and I think that Montez Sweat is also questionable to play or maybe he's got COVID. So that's a big blow for them. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is back. He played last week. Uh, Randy Gregory, I think, is questionable for this game. Um, so the Cowboys pass rush is kind of coming together. The receivers are back. I think the Cowboys healthy can win this one in kind of a blowout fashion. Jazz, you should, I think your, your mic is good. Go for it. Yeah. Um, I can. Mm. Scratch that. Yeah. You're not good. You're this not good. Game, Let me, uh, you're not good. Let me go. Um, hopefully in a minute, you'll be all right. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of on the other side. I, I'm not necessarily, I'm, I'm leaning Washington's way mainly because I just think this is a close division battle um, that you, I think comes down to a field goal very often. Um, I've been impressed with this Washington team. We talked about it a little at the beginning. Um, I'm impressed with Taylor Heineke. He is really balling and he's keeping this team in games and Hey, he's even leading game winning drives. Um, this Washington team has had their success against Dallas. They blew them out in both matchups last season. Um, so they definitely have the, I mean, it was a similar roster to last season uh, if they're improved at this point. Um, James mentioned Montez Sweat was out. I think Montez said has been out, uh, but yeah, he did. He, I, he's on a COVID reserve list this week. I don't know if he played last week. Um, they do lose Logan Thomas last week. That was a, that's a significant loss. Um, but really what I like in this matchup is I think Washington actually has a home field advantage here. Um, it's raining the couple days before Washington, uh, before the game. It's not supposed to rain on Sunday, according to the weather, man. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be clear, but 11, 11 mile per hour winds, which is a little significant. Um, but this Washington turf, it's slow. Um, it's, it's, it's a sloppy field. We saw a lot of games last season where it did rain. If it was wet, uh, the field was just in really bad conditions. Um, and that's the type of thing that hurts skill position receivers, such as, uh, CD lamb, Mari Cooper, Tony Pollard, guys who really rely on their speed and quick cuts, um, which I think will hurt this Cowboys team, um, which just kind of makes me favor more Washington even more. And the fact that I think this is going to be a close battle NFC East game that comes down to a field goal. Um, I'm just not too impressed with this Cowboys offense right now. Last week, they barely covered the team total by a last second interception. Um, Zeke is clearly playing hurt and they continue to feed him the ball. And then Tony Pollard also didn't even practice today. Um, so I don't really know what's going on in that Dallas backfield, but I think I'm going to continue to ride the Washington train. How am I coming in now? You're good. Sweet. Uh, so I like under 48. Um, and what Austin alluded to, it's going to be, uh, could be a, a sloppy uh, outdoor weather game. Not quite to the level we saw on Monday night, but uh, could still play a little slow. Um, and I think with Tony Pollard not practicing, I didn't see if he practiced today or not, but um, they could just be that they force feed Zeke, which for an under I love. Um, although... Zeke having a good day would be good for the old fantasy team. But, um, and then finally, in terms of uh, defending Dak Prescott, the Washington football team coverage has graded out really well. And um, I think James made some good points that the Cowboys defensive line is getting healthier. They're getting premier talent back. And I think that they could impose uh, their will upon 
that Washington offensive front. So, uh, yeah, like the under 48. Don't really have a take either side. Four and a half could be a couple too many points, but just I hate Washington, so I'm not going to bet it. I think that's actually a really good look. This just feels like the type of game that's going to be a little low scoring. Um, Tony Pollard tore his plantar fascia, fasciitis uh, on his left foot, fasciitis. Uh, so he'll be a game time decision for Sunday. Um, Wait, he. Yeah, he tore his plantar fasciitis on his left foot. I don't I, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> wow. Guys, we'll kick right. it to you for your best bet. You are on uh, the Saints. Saints? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. You cut out for a little bit there. Uh, to We're going to Cincinnati. Bengals. Oh, get, um, <laughs> we're going to Cincinnati. Oh. I thought we were going to New Orleans, but yeah, we're going to Cincinnati. Go on. No, no. Now oh. we're going to Cincinnati. Okay. Hmm. Oh, shit. Just don't under... Where we lost you there? We no, lost. it's fine. Just, uh, just, uh, just let me keep going. It, it'll pick up. Um, so I like the Bengals. I don't understand how the Niners are road favorites after last after losing to a supposedly quit Seahawks team. Um, they were dominated up front on both sides, and um, the Bengals were like two or three plays away from ha- making that a very, very close game signature. last year. Which one? Are, come here. <laughs> Which one's your favorite signature? Do you know what? You've heard his this dude i would i would like to point out that was not me that was james so one point for me there go on oh, we lost andy net am i all right oof can you still not hear me yeah we heard it's it's laggy that was kind of a, this whole this whole best bet's kind of been a shit show okay well i'm good i'm just gonna keep going Go for it. Uh, essentially, the Bengals game should have been a lot closer from last week. Um, you did point out that uh, earlier that, or earlier today, that Burrow was not practicing. I'm not super worried about that. I, I'm very confident that he's going to play. Um, I'm just not as confident that the Niners are going to get Debo back. So, give me the Bengals plus point and a half. Um, I don't really understand why they're getting points at home. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I, I'm kind of, I'm struggling all week on this side. Um, it's the Bengals team is just tough. They seem to just have games where super up, super down. And last game was a, a perfect example where they were down 24 zero to start. And then their defense looked phenomenal and they made that comeback. And yeah, they did have a chance to come back and win it. Um, I think I'm going to take the over. Um, I, as I mentioned that, that Bengals offense, uh, was able to do whatever they wanted, um, at the end of that game. Um, and well, more like middle of that game. And this 49er secondary is, it's very weak right now. They just lost Tart. Um, I just think Bengals are going to be able to move it at will. Um, and I think they're going to rely on the pass game against this week's secondary. And with Mixon not practicing, that actually could help the Bengals, just the fact that they might rely on the pass game a little bit more. <laughs> and then I look at this Niners team and their offense, and since the Colts game, for, uh, since the Colts game which was week six, uh, the 49ers lead the league in yards per play. Uh, their offenses look very good. George Kittle looked phenomenal last week. And the Bengals don't defend the middle of the field very well. So Kittle's going to have a day. I think this offense is going to do very well. Um, the fact that Eli Mitchell's uh, could be out uh, doesn't bother me too much. Um, I, I Because the Niners just seem like such a next man up for that running back committee that they just continue to figure it out. Um, and if Debo is back, then that really helps this Niners team. And it certainly helps the overs case. Um, on the sidewise, I just... 
the burrow injury just kind of messes with me a little bit. I mean, because it's not only a finger, it's his knee. He also has a knee injury. So I I'm with you. I assume he plays, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't really want a part of the side. Yeah. I'm on the opposite side here. I'm actually going to take Chad's action on this. Uh, the Niners are getting healthier and I don't think you could take a lot away from last week. Yes. The Seahawks look dead for like six weeks, but uh, that's a division of game. And honestly, throughout the years, that's just a game. The Seahawks have had the Niners number. Um, What's really impressive about the Niners is their offense look really good, and their D-line has actually been really good as well. Their last four weeks, if you take out that 76-yard big punt for a touchdown last week, uh, they've allowed 70, 70 yards rushing or less. So I think no mix-in uh, could hurt the Bengals here. They could be pretty one-dimensional. Um, and they get Fred Warner back this week too, so that's another big piece on defense. And I just think the Niners are better. I bet a plus one here, minus one and a half. I'd, I don't really like it a whole lot, but I told Chaz yesterday when it was plus one, I'd bet him on it. So at minus one and a half, I'll still take it. All right. Well, I alluded to my best bet earlier. We're going to Cleveland for me. Uh, Browns favored by two and a half against the Ravens, a uh, total of 43. And we're getting the game that we talked about three weeks ago that's only happened one other time in the history of the NFL where a team, the teams play each other, one <coughs> team has a bye week, and then they play each other again. Uh, and then for the Browns case, they're the team that got the bye week. The Ravens did not. The Ravens had a tight physical battle against the Steelers last week. So the Browns are coming in with a massive rest and preparation advantage. Um, and I look at that last game and the Browns fought the whole way. I was a Browns backer that night. And if Baker was healthy, they most likely win that game, especially with Lamar throwing four interceptions. Um, so this bet is a little bit predicated on Baker and him stepping it up a little bit. But I like that they had a bye week for him. Another week of just getting a little healthier. Um, and then what I really like is just how decimated this Ravens secondary is. Uh, we mentioned in the beginning, Ravens lose Marlon Humphrey. Uh, this secondary is just banged up. They have three other corners on the injury report. Um, they had a safety that got hurt just two weeks ago as well. So that's just looking thin out there. Um, and the one game that they didn't have Humphrey this season, I think he played, but he didn't play many snaps, uh, was the Bengals game uh, like six weeks ago. And the Bengals put up, I think, 41 in that game. Um, so this, this Ravens secondary is going to get exploited. And if Baker is even just a little bit healthy, um, I think he's just going to tear him up. Um, I mentioned that I think Ravens are coming off a very physical game against the Steelers against a division rival. Um, they're going to be banged up. Um, and then I think the Ravens uh, also have disadvantages because the Browns have such a good D line. Uh, they uh, this Ravens offensive line is playing very poorly. Lamar is getting sacked way too much. Um, so with Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, they're going to be able to get pressure on them. Um, I, I just think Browns have the advantage on offense and defense and they have a rest and preparation advantage. I think that we're getting under a field goal here, and I think a must-win game for this Browns team. Uh, I really like this bet. Yeah, uh, I'll lean that way. Never mind, James, go ahead. No, go. Okay. Uh, I lean that way as well. It's just not a good spot for the Ravens at all. Uh, my main angle here would be the under. Uh, we saw him play two weeks ago, like you said, and the game finished 16-10. Uh, there were virtually zero explosive plays in that game, and I expect something pretty similar here. You alluded to the Braven secondary being very injured with Humphrey now being out as well. Uh, do we really expect Baker Mayfield to be the guy to exploit that? I don't think so. There's also supposed to be some wind in this game, about 15 miles per hour, so that could play a little bit of a role. Um, and the Ravens' D-line, for all the injuries they had on defense, has actually been pretty stout. Um, they only allowed the Browns to rush for 40 yards last time they played, um, and the longest run from scrimmage was nine yards, so that's pretty impressive in itself. I think with the lack of weapons the Ravens have right now, it could be a pretty conservative exposure conservative approach and run first like we saw last time kind of chew the clock and keep this game close until the fourth quarter and have Lamar make plays so all that leads me to under 43 
don't hate that. Uh, 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 I don't hate that under, but um, it's a pass for me just because I think that you're buying at a very, very, I mean, I guess for an under a low point. Um, I, I do like the Browns here. Um, I'll just try and not repeat what Austin said because I think he made great points. But um, so I don't think that like if this were just completely neutral situations, I don't think the Browns should be laying two and a half here, just uh, looking at what's gone, uh, what's gone wrong for them for the whole year. But I do think that when you consider everything that is wrong with the Ravens in favor of the Browns, um, I think this should actually be over. Uh, this should be a three and a half. And then um, one more thing just to kind of throw it in there. The Ravens just played their most physically and emotionally taxing game of the year against the Steelers. And it happened to be a loss in overtime and Jim Harbaugh, he he chose not to go to overtime just because he knew how bad um, the cornerback situation was. And I think that's pretty telling. So give me the Browns minus two and a half. All right. Well, we're going to kick it to anchor. Now our favorite podcast uh, advertisement agency. (laughs) Thank you anchor for sponsoring us and giving us so much money. Uh, so we are going to go to the first game on the board here, which is Raiders and chiefs. Uh, crazy. that I think three weeks ago that my best bet was chiefs and they were laying under a field goal against the Raiders. Uh, but the chiefs are now 10 point favorites in this game with a total of 48. Um, James is muted. So Chaz, why don't you start? Uh, yes. Uh, I, uh, we bet an under in the chiefs Broncos last week and I, I was thinking about doing it again. Um, um, the, oh, the only thing keeping me off is that I think that the chiefs are kind of due for some sort of offensive explosion anytime now. And I think that this is a general low point for the Raiders offense. Um, it's the thing is the Raiders just might be in pure, or, I mean, it does certainly look like they are in a pure implosion sort of mode. Um, and there's just not enough skill talent for them to really be able to move the ball. Um, I think it's interesting to point out that while this isn't the most perfect stat in the world, I think the Chiefs are eighth in points per game now, which is pretty crazy, just judging from how their defense started. Um, that, that was for the defense. And so um, I think 48 seems a bit inflated, but I'm not sure I'm really going to pledge any money to it yet. So um, that's just kind of where I'm looking at. I I, didn't, I don't like the under angle mainly because we just saw this Chiefs team put up 41 points on the Raiders. Um, we met, I mentioned it going to that game, how the Raiders just play. They do not play the cover two defense that scares the Chiefs off. Um, that's hurt, really hurt them this season. And the Broncos did last week, and the Broncos did a very good job against them. Um, but they they seem to have a very good matchup against this Raiders team. So I'm kind of expecting the Chiefs to get theirs. Um, I think they have the advantages um, up the middle with Chris, uh, Chris Jones just being that uh, Derek Carr really struggles with interior pressure. Um, I, I'm almost kind of want to take the over and the chiefs, uh, parlay. Uh, I, I think it might be a little bit correlated just being that I think chiefs win this game. They put up 35 and if you put up 35, you're, you're both hitting, you're, you're covering both sides. Um, but one thing I will say is it is supposed to be a windy game. My weather guy right now is a 16 mile per hour winds. Um, so we'll see as the week goes on. If you like that angle, Austin, then why not team total over? I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is I that? Mean, what would that be? Uh, 28 and a half, probably. 28 and a half to 19 and a half. Okay. Yeah. 
right around there, a little, little under, 30. under 30. Uh, no, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, my takes on this game, I don't, I don't have a whole lot here. I lean Raiders at nine and a half. If it gets to 10, it, it's it'd be close to a bet, but um, I just can't trust them at this point. They haven't played well for the last five, six weeks uh, outside of that Cowboys game. And the Chiefs right now with the way the defense is playing, they're, they're being more conservative, but they're letting their defense dictate the game. And I think that actually bodes pretty well right here. Uh, the Raiders' offense has been pretty bad, so probably just to stay away from me. All right. Uh, let's head to MetLife Stadium. We have the Saints traveling to the Jets. Jets are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, I noticed how I say the Jets first. Uh, totals 43. I'm going to take the Jets. Um it's not a like of mine, but it's a strong lean. And I don't know, we might have action on this game. We'll see. Um, for me, it's just, I see the Saints team and I see five and a half points. I got a feeling this line's going to go up to six uh, as the week goes on. And I just don't understand how this team could be laying this many points against anybody. Um, I mean, the Jets cannot stop the pass. We saw Gardner absolutely tear them up last week, but can the Saints really exploit this? I don't know who's playing quarterback. I think it's Taysom. I heard he's going to play through an injury. Uh, Deontay Harris is hurt. Um, so they still have no, no, he's not hurt. He's suspended. Oh, great. So they have no, they still, they have no receivers on this roster. Um, I don't know if bringing Kamara in just completely saves this team. Um, the jets still are a league average run stop rate. Uh, so maybe, (laughs) maybe they could stop Kamara a little bit. Um, I just, I'm in no position to back this saints team. I just think it's too large of a number for me. It's jets or nothing. Um, I will say that there is, some injury news not going the Jets' way. Elijah Moore is hurt. Uh, both running backs around the Jets are also hurt. Um, but I still think Jets are going to be the side for me. But what, what do you think, Jazz? So I like the Saints. Um, I think that what the Jets showed us last week is that their defense is abject trash. And I think the Saints are the way their roster is built right now. With Taysom Hill playing, they can do um, – something similar to what the Eagles would have done. Um, he's not going to quite have the same game as Gardner Minshew, but the Jets pass defense is so bad that it wouldn't quite shock me if he does have a good game. Um, you may, you might think that the Jets have a league average rush defense. I'm going to continue to trust DVOA and say that their rush defense is bad. Um, I think Alvin Kamara being back is, uh, is obviously a huge boost. And when that news came out, it, it took, I think, a full day for it to move up a half point and still hasn't gotten to six yet. Um, Kamara practicing full. I don't know the status of Ramchek and Armstead. I do think one of one of them, they were questionable last week and then were declared out. But I think with the extra rest, I wouldn't be shocked if they do play this week. Um, and that's another thing. Sean Payton with extra rest is very valuable. And my final point is, I still think this is a good Saints defense. And... Uh, I'm not trusting Zach Wilson's good first half and ex- expecting him to replicate that. He had a perfect game script ahead of him to put up, um, you know, to kind of showcase a solid um, passing ability in the second half. And ultimately he just couldn't do it. And he was doing the same thing that he's been doing all year. Um, so I do like the Saints uh, under a touchdown, I think. And I'm, I, I would agree with Austin. I do see this going up to six. So yeah james yeah i lean with Chaz on this one um my main my main play here is actually like uh is the jets team total under uh, i'm guessing it'll be right around 17 and a half range um i mean if you take out that first half last week this jets offense is so bad they scored touchdowns on three back-to-back-to-back drives uh, and after that this eagles defense which has been 
a little not very good this year. Just completely shut them down. Um, and then you get the Saints coming in. I think we get a really focused effort. Ten days prepare for this game. Um, and they have a pretty elite defense. So I don't think the Jets get honestly really get anything going on offense here. I, full game, I also kind of lead the under. I just don't trust Taysom and just the offense to curate enough big plays in like quick drives to get over this total. But I'm going to target the Jets here. I, I, you guys kind of swayed me. Uh, Chaz, you swayed me a little bit mainly because, I mean, it's also a must-win game for the Saints. I mean, they they have to win this game or their season's over. Um, so I, I would expect with an extra week, extra time to prepare, you get a really good effort from them. Um, but then from the Jets team total standard uh, standpoint, Zach Wilson still is taking a lot of sacks, and this Saints D line should have his way on him. Um, so you guys talk me a little bit more into the Saints. Um, anything else? Should we move on Tennessee? One sec, I'm trying to find um, like Ryan Ramchek Armstead news. Yeah, I'm just seeing it through arm. Uh, Armstead not uh, Ramchek not practicing. Armstead that'd be a good tackle, both of them combined. <laughs> um, but Armstead did practice was limited, so was Marcus Davenport. So, okay. well, um, we'll see as the week goes on. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to Tennessee, where we are seeing a line that has really moved. Uh, this opened at Tennessee minus eleven. And now they're eight and a half point favorites teaser uh, against the Jags <laughs> with a total of 43 and a half. Uh, I don't have a whole lot on this game. Um, what do you guys think? You said it teaser. Uh, I'm seeing a nine on one site, but I did see an eight and a half yesterday. And I teased that pretty quick. Uh, I'd expect this to move back towards 10 because if it gets that eight and a half range, everyone's going to be teasing this down. Just, I don't understand why this is line has moved so much, especially with Julio becoming active. Um, yeah. Right, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me either. Titans are off a buy. I don't really get it. And they need a can win. I, can I attempt to make it? Uh, can I attempt to make a case for the Jags? Yeah, you can. Uh, so I don't like the Jags. Actually, I, the Titans are. I do think are a great teaser leg. Um, I think that just the things Trevor Lawrence was saying. He's kind of taking control. He was like demanding that James Robinson um, needs to be on the field more, which I think that's good. Just get your better athletes on the field. Um, I. <laughs> Can I stop you for one second? I just checked James, James Robinson's stats. He was not spotted at practice today. So already a bad sign for that quote. Uh, that, but, that is a bad sign. Um, <laughs> healing a knee, knee injury. But go on, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I, the, I, I do agree with you guys because, like, they had so many designed pass plays to Laquan Treadwell and handoffs to Carlos Hyde. You, you would have had to think that, like, this game is being played, like, 10 years ago just from those two names alone. Um, well, for, first of all, good for Laquan Treadwell getting a getting a paycheck. Like I'm with all the injuries that guy's had, I'm sure it's you know good sight to see. But I I just don't want to lay it with the Titans, uh, and I think we've kind of been on this all year. Uh, the Titans are a team that we love as a dog, getting a bunch of points, and we just kind of hate laying points because they are prone to laying eggs, and yep. it's a tough defense to trust, a tough offense to trust, especially to get margin on. So. It opened at, I think, 11 and a half. I can certainly see why it came down from that number. I'm not sure the Titans should be laying um, like 10 points to anyone. So. I would I totally agree with that. Uh, at over 10, over 11, I, I wrote that down. I wanted the Jags. But now that I'm seeing eight and a half, I'm just kind of surprised, just mainly being off the Julio news. Uh, but you, you made a great point. I mean, this is the game that we fade them every single every single year, the last two years. Uh, they, they lose they, Most of the time, lose these type of games. Um, but – Hopefully not this one, because I do think they are a good teaser. Like, is that it? Yep, that's yeah. it. 
All right, let's move on to Carolina, where surprisingly they're favored against the team. Uh, they are two and a half point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons with a total of 42. Um, I'll start. I don't understand why they're favorites. I really don't get it. They're two and a half point favorites here against Atlanta. I think both these teams are pretty much the same. Uh, they just fired Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. Um, I thought it was very strange firing considering they just had a bye week and they decided to do it at the end of the week. Um, Matt rule comes out and says, we need to start running the ball more, uh, which you don't have CMC. Uh, you now have Chuba Hubbard. So I, I don't really expect him to save the team. Um, and if you're going to rely on the, <laughs> they're probably saying that cause they don't want to rely on cam at quarterback. Um, but with all that, I just cannot trust this Carolina offense. Um, I just, there's about two teams in the league that I think they should be favored over. Um, and Atlanta's not one of them. Um, they Atlanta marks a great teaser leg, but I think I'd rather just take them uh, outright as a money line, a money line dog. Um, I like, I think AJ Terrell can shut down DJ Moore, And then I think this Atlanta offense has been decent. I mean, with Cordell Patterson in the lineup, they actually somehow are a different team. Uh, they play a lot better. So um, I, I, I think the wrong team's favorite and I'll take Atlanta. I wouldn't go as far to say that Atlanta should be favored, but I did bet this at three, and I think that was absurd. I, like you said, the Panthers shouldn't be laying that many points to anyone. Um, I, the, I just, I did kind of disagree. I think the Falcons' offense is horrible, and they were kind of, they, they were kind of lucky to be in that game last week. But and my one worry is that the Panthers' D line and kind of like defensive front does kind of dominate a little bit. But I. Firing Joe Brady a week into your bye week is quite possibly one of the dumbest coaching moves I have in season coaching moves I've seen in a little while. Um, I, it, it makes no sense. Like by all accounts, when he was at LSU and even last year, like everyone just loves him and is like Matt rule. Like, well, Matt rule wants to run the ball more, which I mean, I, that's pretty proven to not be, to not be uh you know, not be super effective. And so if Matt Rule just really wants to establish the run in this game, I'm all for it. And I love the, uh, the Falcons getting points. I, I think I do agree. I think they're a good uh, money line uh, piece, especially at this number, but I think they're good in tease as well. So give me, yeah, give me guys, all the Falcons. You guys were spot on here. Uh, my main angle is actually going to be the Panthers team total under. I'm expecting about 21 and a half, 22. Um, him coming out and saying he wants to run the ball over 30 times a game just does not give me confidence, especially when you have Chuba Hubbard at running back, not Christian McCaffrey. And it doesn't take a whole lot for me to just get on the fade Cam Newton train. I mean, if you <laughs> looked at his passing chart from two weeks ago, five for 21, he had one bomb where DJ Moore had no one within 30 yards of him and the other four within five yards of line of scrimmage. Then he had 16 incompletions and two picks. Like, I just don't trust him. Um, if you want to go full game under, I don't mind that as well. The Falcons have only had one game scoring 17 points or more in the last four. Their offense is pretty pitiful as well. But at the end of the day, I think they have better playmakers and can do more of the way they have than the Panthers can. Um, if the Falcons do get up early um, and you are holding a three, maybe you just bet two and a half or maybe even a money line. I don't think that betting the Panthers live would be a horrible call because the Falcons have gotten up, uh, have had leads in the first half or have been competitive in the first half and then they just fall apart in the second half. So I don't think that's a horrible part or a, a horrible like little buyback in game too. But my only concern there is I mean we with Cam Newton throwing the ball and like in like known throwing situations. I mean we saw what happened against Miami and I think Miami is definitely a better defensive team than uh, Atlanta, but I mean he only made that deficit worse. So I'd almost look to stay away. 
Yeah, that, that's that's a great point, actually. Okay, we've already talked about Washington and Dallas. We are going to Houston, where Seattle is favored by eight and a half points uh, against Houston Texans with a total of 41. Anyone have a strong opinion on the game? Tease it. Yeah, another tease. Wow, we got three teasers. <laughs> I I haven't yet. Um, I Davis Mills is, is going to be quarterback, right? Yep. Not because Tyrod's hurt, but because Tyrod was benched. Yes. Oh, Tyrod has been an abject disaster since he's came back from injury. Um, I, I'm not sure that – like, it seems like – did the market move anyway once that it was announced he was going to be starting? I think it moved uh, a little. Did yeah. it go down? Or, or I mean, like, did it, it go from seven and a half? Yeah. I, I think it went, like, seven I, to eight. I kind of disagree with that. And I maybe I'm I'm alone on this Davis Mills island. Yeah, like obviously, obviously, well, I'm I'm not going to advocate that he's a good quarterback because obviously he sucks. But like the Seahawks defense isn't good, and at least towards the end of his time starting, um, and like the Rams game sticks out as an example. He showed like some pulse, whereas Tyrod has just been absolute dog shit. Um, I, I'm 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 not betting the Texans here. But we are a week off from declaring the Seahawks dead in the water. And then they start going on fourth down when they shouldn't. And they're going for fake punts and all this stuff. Was that an all-out performance? I'm afraid that the Seahawks might come out a little flat. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, maybe they, they, they must still think they're still contending for a playoff spot, which if they won out, I could see it. But Stay, I think this is a real stay away for me. That's just kind of what my thing is. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Yeah, I mean, other than maybe one tease I might put them in, I think I'm going to completely stay away. Uh, you, you had a pretty good point there about this potentially being a flat spot, and that was an all-in game. Uh, it, maybe it's propeller and they come out and destroy the Texans, but I don't think I'm going to put any money on it to find out. I'm certainly going to tease it. I think I'm going to put Seahawks in my pick them. I just think this Texans, Texans team sucks. Um, they got dominated last week. And even if Seattle does come out flat, um, I don't think it matters. Um, their offense at least looked better last week. Uh, it wasn't all an effort. They needed an 80 yard fake punt. They needed a couple things to go their way, but they won. And it was a great win after Pete Carroll comes out and says, we're in win now mode through signing Adrian Peterson. I think his stat line was like 15 carries for like 20 yards on uh, and a touchdown 11 for 16 he, on, on he got in the end zone. Line. Uh, and a TD. Uh, but honestly, I think this Houston team uh, is it might be a locker room mess. Uh, they just cut um, Zach Cunningham, who's arguably one of their best linebackers. Um, I'm just hearing that there's locker room issues rumbling, according to the Twitter doc, uh, Twitter sources. Um, so, I mean, with performances like they had last week, they had lost to the Jets the week before. Uh, you're benching your veteran quarterback and starting Davis Mills, who's proven absolutely nothing. Um, I can see this Texas team just really falling apart. Um, so if Seattle gets out to a lead, they're up 10, zero, even, I just don't know if Texans are going to be able to call their way back in. Um, I, I think, I, I think Seattle's the play for me. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Let's go to mile high where we have the one win Detroit lions traveling to Denver. They are 10 point underdogs with a total of 42. Um, I had guess I had the strongest side here. Um, I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, happy December to everyone. Make sure you get your 
COVID, you can get your COVID shots and do the research if you want, but get your flu shots, people. Uh, Detroit clearly didn't because the flu is just swarming through their locker room. Uh, they had about 23 people on the injury report. Nine of them had the illness designation. Um, according to Twitter sources, this is a very bad flu that uh, some <laughs> of the players might have. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but I mean, realistically, it's Wednesday and nine players are sick. 23 players are on the injury report. They are just came off and all in effort where they win on the very last second. Are they sick or are they just still hung over because they still because they are so happy they won that game? I don't know. But this just seems like as flat of a spot as possible. And now they travel to uh, mile high where it's they have a they have a home field advantage. Golf is going to be an altitude playing outdoors. Um, it's going to be cold and we know that just doesn't suit his game very well. Um, it was an impressive Detroit win. Don't get me wrong. They started the game very strong. Um, and then their offense showed us what it was. They had 75 yards of offense in the second half against the Minnesota defense. It's not very good. Um, and then they led a TD drive when Minnesota chose to do prevent defense, um, with a four point lead. Um, the D Denver has a much better defense than Minnesota. I think they're going to really be able to stop Detroit, um, and this is one of my likes, even though I think this line is way too big. Uh, ten, they, Denver should not be favored by 10 points. But with the, the, the issues that Detroit has going on with their locker room, uh, the fact that I think it's just a very flat spot, um, I, I think Denver is going to kill them. I'll be yeah, quick. You, yeah, go for um, it. So we saw Denver in these situations early, and they would always be handling business. Um, I see no issue why they can't cover this number, especially with lines issues. Um, yeah, I, I just – I don't want to bet either side of this. Two teams I want no part of. Yeah, I actually leaned to the Lions earlier, but uh, finding out the flu news and you talking me onto it as a flu expert, as a guy who had it a month ago, I'll tell you that it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> if they, P if they PhD this, in the flu. I got a PhD in the flu and strep, man. Uh, if they did, did all come down with the flu, uh, they should not play Sunday, especially in altitude. Uh, and if they don't play, it definitely helps out Denver. Uh, and Chaz had pretty good points, too. When Denver was large favorites early in the year against these bad teams that took care of business, no reason they shouldn't do it here. All right. We have another 10-point spread here with more flu. I guess it's not the flu. Different kind of flu issues brewing with a team. We have the Chargers, who are 10-point favorites against the Giants with a total of 43. Um, I don't have much on this game just because there's a lot of COVID news. Uh, Giants might have Jake Fromm starting. Chargers apparently have 11 players with COVID. Mike Williams, Chris Harris, and Keenan Allen could be one of them. Um, I don't have much. You guys have anything? James actually does have a play, so I'd like to hear that. Yeah, I love the under in this. I, I bet it under 44 and a half. It's now down to 43. I still like it. I think the spot just lines up super well for under. So if you look at the Giants, they have Jake Fromm starting. Um, he was on a practice squad just a week ago, so I don't think he has very much familiarity in the offense. Um, I just don't think the Giants are going to be able to do anything on offense, quite frankly, even if the Chargers are missing some guys on defense. And then on the other side, uh, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can't go, that's the number one and number two threat on the out, out wide for the Chargers. Um, and I think that kind of makes them run the ball more. Uh, and maybe even with backup running backs. So if you want to look at uh, like maybe Roundtree or Jackson, anytime touchdowns for the Chargers, I kind of like that. Um, they have the Chiefs on deck Thursday. So I think we could see a very vanilla playbook here, uh, at least some tricks in the bag for Thursday. Um, and there's no reason to get guys hurt in this game or just – do anything crazy. I think they're pretty conservative and just kind of get out of here, grind it out and get a win. Some sort of like 24, 10 type of game. Um, I, some slight disagreement, not necessarily on the under, um, but I, I think the giants can keep it, keep it a little close. Um, 
I understand that Jake Fromm's probably starting, but last year Austin Austin started calling Jake Luton Peyton Mannion. So I'm gonna go ahead and just to make a point. What if Jake Fromm is Drew Brees? What if Jake Fromm is Patrick Mahomes? We don't know. He's not. He's um, definitely not Patrick Mahomes. Drew Brees with hey, the arm strength, hey, maybe. Hey, how many how many uh, college football title games did Patrick Mahomes play in? Yeah, he didn't think so. Um, that Fair being point. said, with, with I, the Chargers could have some issues on offense, and they certainly haven't been winning games um, through their defense. So that does worry me a little bit. Um, Austin Eckler's been fumbling the ball a whole lot. He's been not been taking care of the ball. And then Saquon Barkley actually looked pretty good last week. He didn't get the ball a whole lot, but I imagine that as they kind of ramp up his um, usage, I think that could pose somewhat of an issue against the Chargers just because the Chargers, while I don't think they're 32nd anymore, I think they are um, still the worst rushing defense in the league. Um, If the Giants are able to kind of form some semblance of of a run game, then I'd think that it might make things a little bit easier for Jake Fromm. Um, granted, I don't think this is really a spot that anyone should be wasting a whole lot of money or time on. Um, but 10 points in a game that we think sh- uh, will be very uh, low scoring, I think uh, those points become exponentially more valuable. So, um, I'll add something. Lean, gi- lean Giants plus 10. Something that's yeah. just going to make Fromm's day just a whole lot harder. Um, there, Tony Shepard and Galladay have not been practicing this week. Um, so that just makes them even more one dimensional falling. I mean, they're going to have to just Barkley's going to have to eat in against this charge is bad rush. He's going to die on the field. He probably will. Uh, he's going to get like 40 carries. They aren't going to have any weapons to throw to. Um, that even could be an interesting bet as Barkley carries, but I don't know. We saw it last week. They only had 11 carries for his Miami and he was averaging five yards a carry. Um, once they fall in a lead, they kind of rely on the pass. Um, but I'd love to see them try to do that with no receivers. Uh, are we good? Yep. Yep. All right. We did 49ers Bengals. This probably is the game of the week. We have the bills who just came off. I think one of my favorite games of the season as a Patriots backer uh, on Monday night football, they are three and a half point underdogs against Tampa traveling to hot, humid Tampa. Uh, that'll be nice for them with a total of 53 and a half. Uh, James, you and I have the same play. So I'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, yeah, so neither team is – oh, so I'm on the Bills plus three and a half, and I like the team total over, like, the full game over. Uh, honestly, I just think both teams score at will here. Um, obviously, Tredavious White got hurt a couple weeks ago for the Bills, so I think the, the Patriots, who throw the ball more than anybody in the league, will be throwing the ball and aiming at that weakness. I don't think the Patriots really exploited it last week because they couldn't. Uh, so I think this will be our first look at seeing what Tampa Bay or just any team can do against the secondary. Uh, then the flip side, we know the Bucks have had secondary injuries all year. The defense has been really banged up. Um, and I think after playing in 50 mile per hour wins, that 10 to 12 mile per hour wins won't be anything to the Bills. Um, so I think they move the ball. I just I really don't see who's getting stops in this game. So that's kind of why I like the Bills over and the full game over. Uh, in terms of Bills plus three and a half, uh, I just think three and a half is too many here. Uh, if we're assigning home field a, a point or a point and a half here, we're saying the Patriots or sorry, the Bucks are either two points or two and a half points better than the Bills, and I just don't see it. Yeah, the Bills are seven and five and struggling a little bit right now. Um, but when they're at full strength, I think they're a point at most worse than the Patriots. So gladly take three and a half here. I think the bills are really live and I think the bills just score. And I think the Patriots score as well. I'm expecting fireworks in this game. Um, I might have a lot of bets, just bills team total yeah. bucks team total and the actual over. 
Um, you you hit it right on the head. Uh, I without Tre'Davious White, I think this Bucks offense is really going to start clicking, and they're really they're going to be able to exploit this Bills defense that hasn't really faced a good quarterback this season. I mean, we've talked about the Bills, and they really haven't faced good opponents. This will be the biggest challenge for that secondary. And without Tre'Davious White, it is going to be one hell of a challenge. Um, and then I'm with you. I, I think it's just such a good buy low spot on this Bills offense after what they just were in last week. Um, I think they're going to be able to score in a Bucks secondary that. Hasn't been that good. Um, I mean, they really, I mean, they, 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 this will be a tough matchup for them. Um, so I, I think both sides can be able to get points. Um, I, I was, I'm leaning more to the Bucks side. Uh, so I think I'm just going to take, take all the points and take the overs um, because it, it did stand out to me a little bit. Just, I mean, for the Bucks started running with Fournette a little bit more in that Colts game. Um, and Fournette's going to be able to have success in this game. We saw what the Patriots did last week. Um, yeah. So the, the combination between Fournette and this uh, Bill secondary that uh, Bucks are going to be able to score at will. Um, so I'm probably going to lay off the side, even though I do think three and a half is valuable. Um, but I, I, I think the overs are just the better plays. Uh, I might bet you guys on the Bills. Um, I don't think that – I don't think that Bucks' uh, defense is as gettable as um, – it may seem. I mean, the the score. I think last week. I mean, and I like the Falcons, so maybe I'm the idiot. But I the Bucks dominated pretty pretty soundly. And I outside of a inexplicable Tom Brady like three on his own three yard line interception. I think that game's a little bit uglier than it than it comes across. Um, at Jamel Dean, I was a full participant in practice today. I think that's a huge boost for a Bucks defense, especially in the secondary, who is slowly getting healthier and getting healthier at the right time this year. Um, so I don't think that Josh Allen should really be expected to, um, you know, just go crazy in the air. Um, that being said, I do see them scoring points here. I still do think the Bills' offense is very good. Um, and then finally, I think that no Tredavious White is a massive, massive blow. And then now Starlo Tule was held out of practice today due to, due to a toe injury. Um, and like when those, your two best defensive players uh, are either out or not practicing, I think that's a bad sign. Um, also the Bucks offensive line is getting healthier. Ali Marpet, I don't, did he play last week? I think oh. he might've been held out, but um, he, oh, yeah. he's, he's at least practicing again this week. Um, and so I, I think that it's all kind of syncing up for at the right time for the Bucks. And I think this is honestly sort of a smash spot of, of sorts. And I think one thing that people aren't necessarily um, accounting for is the Bills defense just played a super physical um, game and like really, really rough weather where the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots only, it was what, four passes total? Three. 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 And when – like passing is far more finesse and skill than running the ball. And when you just, your defensive front is just getting like obliterated like that. I think that's really taxing. And on top of that, it was on Monday night. So that's one less day of recovery, one less day of practice. And I think that's a pretty big deal. It would not shock me if the bucks kind of run away with this game and win by a lot. I don't hate that handicap. Um, so interesting thought. Let's say the bills lose. I'm going to argue that bills losing is going to be the best thing for them. They're now going to get a road game and the if if they can sneak in yes. if they yes. can sneak in the playoffs. But I think the Bills would much rather be on the road in the playoffs than be at home because they are not a team that wants to play in cold weather Buffalo in January. Um, Absolutely. If they can somehow get a game against 
the Colts at the Colts. Yeah, Tennessee at the Colts. So they would love a game against the Colts. Um, well, any any dome game, any dome game. Yeah, my only thing is and I'm thinking. I mean, there, but there's not many of those in the AFC. If you look at these division leaders, like the best the best case scenario you could hope for is like the Chargers or the Colts. But even like Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, but Baltimore is still pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean, Bal- Baltimore. Baltimore weather gets bad. Um, I no, I think because like, hey, I'm gonna tell you, I don't think I don't think the Colts are are really dead on winning their division. That's no, what I was saying. Not. I agree. So. I no, I think that's an outstanding point, and like I'm not worried about the Bills making the playoffs either. Like I'm not sounding the siren like that yet. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's kind of funny. I think the Colts and the the Bills would like. I think they both want Swap. to be on the road. Yeah, yeah. Which it, I, that's just kind of interesting how that works. And maybe we're just completely discounting the, the Bills and or excuse me, the Colts in in a dome, but I don't know. That being said. I don't think there's going to be a game that looks like this past Monday night the rest of the year. So that's I hope pretty, there is. That was so that, fun. That's pretty anomalous. Okay, let's go to one of the shittiest Sunday night games of the year. We got the Bears traveling to Lambeau as 12.5-point underdogs, total of 43. I don't have much. Justin Fields is in. Conditions are supposed to be a little cold. There's supposed to be some wind. Um I don't know. I really don't have. I think it's a big spread that I might end up taking Chicago, but I, I don't have much. Yeah, I lean. I lean to Chicago with you. I think if Dalton doesn't turn the ball over four times, they're actually they were actually been pretty live last week. Uh, they outgained the Cardinals. I thought they actually played pretty well outside of the turnovers, but I guess we could buy low here as well since we can't every week on the Bears. Yeah. Uh, um. So they did take – they took some money in the first matchup, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I think that the number's a little too big right now. And they do have – they certainly have sort of like bulletin board material just from Aaron Rodgers running his mouth in that, in that game. So I do – they certainly are not quitting by any means. And I think that Justin Fields gives them a really good chance to win. I think if – I don't really want to take the Bears with the points because I think there's a very good chance they just kind of get blown out. I, I don't think they're a bad look on the money line where they they just have like a, an all-out kind of game and, you know, maybe a, a fake punt or something. And, you know, you get a couple of balls bouncing your way and I think they could win. I think Justin Fields just raises the ceiling from what Dalton can do. Not And I think he actually lowers the – and I may – this might could be a hot take. I think he might even lower the floor a little bit. But um, I think Bears money line, if I had to play anything, is what I would do. Interesting. Um, yeah. I don't it's like, your tech, it's like your Texans first half money line. <laughs> Except I like yeah. this one more. I like this one yeah. way more. <laughs> Packers coming in off a bye. I don't know. I wasn't, sleep, I wasn't sleepy completely spot. wrong on that. I just lost my bet. <laughs> Could it be a sleepy spot for the Packers coming in off a bye? They got the Ravens on deck. Got a tough, tough games ahead, but I don't know. Yeah, it is I don't, still, it's hard to be a sleepy bye. spot. Yeah. yeah it's especially Sunday national night. television against a rival. Yeah, Randall Cobb is out. Is that moving the uh, the needle for you guys? No, no. But Jared Alexander, good for him, getting placed yeah, back off the IR. Yeah, I mean, I he's not going to play, but that is uh, significant for the Packers possibly making a playoff run. Um, and then final injury news. Sorry, um, go for it. Allen Robinson, he, he is looking to play, so he's mm-hmm. been a limited participant. I don't hate it. I don't hate that look, especially because Packers will be my survivor pick next week. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's do, 
uh, probably the game of the week, even though I've said that for the Bills and Bucks already. Uh, we have the Rams traveling to the Cardinals, where it is a NFC West showdown. They are two-point underdogs with a total of 51 and a half. Uh, fun fact before we get going, in nine NFC West matchups this season, the underdogs are five and four. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't have a play on the side, so I'll let you guys argue it out. Uh, I'm on the under here. I look at this Cardinals team, and they're the number one defense in the league in EPA per play in non-garbage time, and the Rams rank seventh. And then I look, I look at these two quarterbacks, and I see Matt Stafford, who, yes, they looked pretty good last week. The offense needed that, but still can't believe in Matt Stafford yet that he's fully 100% healthy. Um, I look at Kyler, who he may have been a bit limited last week, um, he, but he's still he's not fully healthy, fully back. Um, as James mentioned, they probably shouldn't have covered that spread last week. Um, so I'm not fully bought into that offense. Um, they needed a lot of turnover luck last season or last week. Um, and these teams have quite a bit of familiarity with one another. Um, I mean, these they I could see a close defensive scoring game. Um, and I, I think a total just over 51 and a half right now is far too high. I got at 52. Um, so I, I, that, that's going to be my play. Um, I From a spread percentage, I think I'm going back to the trend and just taking the underdog because I don't think there's much separating these teams. Uh, I did like it more when it's at a field goal, um, but Rams could be a good teaser leg. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I was with you. I, I saw a three minus 120. I, was, I thought maybe the Cardinals could get a little bit of money. I'd get a flat three. Uh, obviously not the case now, so I'm looking to tease the Rams. As a divisional dog, I think the eight and a half could really matter here. And I think it's a good buy low on the Rams. I mean, after that three-game losing streak, a lot of those games in prime time against uh, in close-spread games that a lot of people should think they should have won, um, they got dominated. And then last week was a nice little bounce back, so I think that could propel them here. Uh, on the other side, Kyler looked all right last week. He didn't have to do a whole lot. Defense still looked good, but I just think the Rams are the better team still on paper and on a neutral. Um, so I'll take two and a half here in pickums, but my real play here is a tease. Um, I kind of – I've, I've not bet the Cardinals yet. I Austin, I'm not necessarily sure that Kyler like looked hurt. Like he just didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Like they, like they get the ball in the red zone and like he even ran one in one time and, and like, he, so like he just didn't really have to th- throw the ball much. And then it got to the point in the game where like they probably, uh, they probably did prioritize his health, which makes sense. But it's the bears certainly made it very easy on the Cardinals last week. I think the Cardinals are, is it just preseason priors that people aren't necessarily holding them in the same regard as, you know, the Bucks, the who else is the best teams? The Bucks, Bills, and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I maybe the spread should be higher. Saying, I, I think I think three was fair, and I so I think under three there might be a little value on the Cardinals. Um, uh, I don't know. I. I can never get the Rams right. I just, I just don't think the Rams are that good. And it, I think that no Robert Woods is uh, as such an underrated as he's such an underrated part of what they do on offense. And I think that's it's absolutely massive that he can't play anymore. That being said, weren't they aren't they off a bye? Rams? No, they just beat the Jags. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. And so, um, I you know a little more time to get Odell synced up in the offense. Maybe that kind of shows some. Uh, you know, positive signs this week. But <coughs> I pro- most likely a pass for me. Maybe, maybe I bet a like a Rams team total under or something like that. All right. Well, that's our final game. Does anyone else have any bets on top on their heads? Um, I think we hit them all. Colts 
Colts Super Bowl, Colts AFC oh. Championship. What, uh, do we know what that's at right now? I'll check. While you're looking, I did just look to next week, and next week is our first games of Saturday games. Oh, oh nice. yeah, yeah. So we have Thursday and two Saturday games starting next week, which is very cool. Let's go. Colts win and the bowl AFC. season. Yes, and bowl season, of course. Colts win the AFC are uh, plus thirteen fifty. I don't necessarily love that. Uh, we might I'm get a better sixteen. Ooh, I kind of like that. Ooh, that that's a little is more that, feasible. Is that number going to change that much? I mean, they do have a game against New England next week. If they lose that game, they're going to which they're going to beat I think, them. I think I like them in that game. Yeah, I like yeah, them. I do too. Yeah, is it at New England? No, nope. at Indy. Okay. Yeah. Give me an over then. I have no idea what the total will be, but give me the over. Um, <laughs> probably mid forties. Nah, probably upper forties. I I'd, I'd see forty-seven and a half if I had to guess. Um, we did mention a you. lot of teaser legs this week. Um, yes, I, we mentioned Titans, Falcons, Seattle, and we just mentioned Rams. Um, I don't know if Chad agrees with that one, but uh, the teaser. <laughs> I, don't hate, te- I don't hate it. I can see close game. Teaser galore. Uh, we'll go over our five legs again. Um, I had the Browns as my best bet. I had Buffalo team total over. I bet the Rams Cardinals under. I took, yeah, taking Broncos minus 10. Maybe wait a little bit, see if you can get a nine and a half if some injury news comes your way. And I took the Falcons. Yeah, for me, uh, my best bet were the Cincinnati Bengals plus a point and a half. Um, I like the Saints lane uh, minus five, minus five and a half. Um, I've got the Browns minus two and a half. Football team and the Cowboys under 48 and the Buccaneers and the Bills over 50, what was it, 53 and a half? Sure. Yeah. Uh, mine were the, my best bet is the Steelers plus three and a half. I like Dallas minus four. Uh, Bills plus three and a half. Team total over, full game over, however you want to grade that. Uh, Chargers, D-man under 43 and the Jets team total under. All right. And the best bet of all, Charles Oliveira to beat Dustin Poirier. Hell in the yeah. Main event this week. Uh, get him as a money line dog. Throw him into any single bet you make this weekend. It's free money, sponsored by Sharpside Podcast. Uh, that'll do it from us. Thank Round you. Round four sub. Round right. four sub. I don't even know if he goes needs to go that far. Um, but I'm, we'll, I'm all right with that. We'll save it for the UFC podcast, so we're not going to post. Um, this is here from Sharpside. Thank you to Anchor. Uh, follow us at at the Sharpside Pod on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Anchor, thank you again. Greg, thank you. Uh, any other thank yous? Thank you for listening. No, um, I will tweet out the bull uh, information. So for people listening to this who maybe aren't. What? All right, we lost him. Uh, well, myself and- dang, you were doing <laughs> good too. That Chaz is really he'll release bowl info. I think we're gonna do a pick 'em league. Um, we might have a little buy-in, but we'll we'll put that on our Twitter. Definitely let us know if you want to be engaged in that. Uh, we'll have a little pool and winner can get a little dough. Um, that'll do it here from Sharp Side. Since Chaz is laggy, James, what are we doing? I'm gonna win some money. All right.